Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> think about think about how few uh, laptop charging stations you see on your way to work. You know what I mean? There's, uh, you see a hundred gas stations, but are you just like a I... bunch of businessmen huddled around a post in like the middle of a park? <laughs> It is Lord Boys here. Uh, the Internet's number one fake history podcast, according to us, and also uh, Wired Magazine. Um, we're once again going to be exploring the reaches of our galaxy for profit. Uh, I am Autark Peter O'Donohue, and I am joined by... I'm Turok, the dinosaur hunter, Ethan Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James, just James. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the concept of like an autocracy, a plutocracy, and a turocracy is my chosen form of government. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's, that's, that's the one that I'm going to vote for. Oh, yeah. that, that, that might be the quickest we ever got to an episode title. <laughs> like 40 in, seconds? In history, man. Yeah. Trial by bow or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as you can see from the title, oh, listener, uh, we are going to be covering kill zone today uh this was a request from rito kun 12 uh and seconded by han dolo uh over on that there allure boys discord mm-hmm. um i wanted to do metro this week uh, but the audiobook is just too long and i haven't had the time because we're doing hot girl summer here in quebec now sure so. are I don't have time to listen to books no more. Um, and it's just, I just didn't get through it, but I will be going, like, I will get to that. Uh, I wanted to shout out uh, patron and Discord member Christoph as well, because he had pointed out on Discord that Metro would have been a really good companion episode for uh, Roadside Picnic, uh, which I did two weeks ago now at time of recording. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. Like, that was the plan. So he's got his finger on the pulse for that one, at least. It's just, yeah. no bueno. No bueno. Can't and, do it. And according to Peter, the best name on our Discord. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got our favorites. Captain Big Willie was pretty good, too. <laughs> um, if you are not on the Loreboys Discord, uh, go to theloreboys.com slash about to join, uh, also- where we can then ban you for not being on the Discord. Yeah. There's also links in the description of this episode. Yeah. So however you want to get there, there's there's we have multiple maps through the jungle that you can find uh, to, to, to make your way to our Discord. Better run through the jungle, man. <laughs> um so kill zone boys Mm -hmm. jimbo you seemed excited when you found out we were doing this uh so why don't you go first are you familiar with the kill zone games i played on ps2 like so long ago the reason why i got excited is because i know it's the same studio that made horizon zero dawn yes it is yeah so to learn more about like uh, gorilla that's right yeah. Maybe published by Resolution. There's a good YouTube documentary about their studio and how they came, moved from Killzone to uh, Horizon, which I can't remember. But I, is I, it the no clip one with Daniel yeah. Dwyer, the Irish guy? That that was right. fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was really really good. Um, yeah, I played a bit of Killzone. I always liked it. You, you got to shoot the guys with the spooky eyes. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, Ethan, are you familiar with the series at all? Yeah, I played the, I guess it was three that came out with the PS3, I think, like the launch title for the PS3. That's Killzone 2. Two? Killzone 3 was like the launch title for both the PS Move and 3D televisions for some reason. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, I played the one that came out with the PS3. My old yeah. roommate, Danny, had it. Yeah. Cool. And I am right in the middle here. I'm the little, the Venn diagram of this one. I've played Killzones 2 and 3 uh, only. Um, so just for the uninformed, the Killzone games are Sony exclusive uh, series of shooters. So they've only ever been on PlayStation consoles. Um, most of them are FPS. I believe five of them are. And Killzone Liberation on the PSP is like a top-down isometric twin stick shooter. Okay. There's two handheld, three regular ones, and then Killzone Shadowfall, which was a launch title for the PS4. I don't know a single person on the planet who's played that. Never heard of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's uh, it's where the Killzone worlds and the Dungeons and Dragons planes of existence collide. Yeah, it's Kills- Killzone Shadowfall. <laughs> Killzone the Shadowfall. <laughs> uh, the games take place on the planets of Vecta and Helgen. Uh, which are in the Alpha Centauri binary star system. Uh, Alpha Centauri is a real star system and has the distinction of being the closest solar system to our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump jump away from Earth. It's 4.37 light years, which is quite close, like yeah. space real estate-wise. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah, not not functionally, but it's uh, theoretically. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> like, four, like four and a half year old light is like you know, still kind of fresh enough yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're just like, oh, so that's what's going on in the the, the star system right now, right? <laughs> um, and I think and McConaughey went farther than that in a movie, so it can't be that far. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And he still made it home. He still made it home in time to knock all his daughter's books off her shelf. It's, yeah. true. it's true. Dallas Buyers Club. I haven't seen it yet, but I like the sci-fi concept. Honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and obviously, uh, over here at Lore Boys HQ, we've crunched the numbers. Don't worry about it. Uh, Alpha Centauri is 1.5106 to the exponent 16 football fields away. Football fields away. <laughs> Good. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, well, I don't know when that's going to stop being funny, but I put Not it yet. in here anyway. <laughs> um, the main star of Alpha Centauri, it, it, excuse me, the main star of the system is Alpha Centauri A. Uh, or also known as Rigel Cantorus, which sounds like a reporter, frankly. Like, yeah. he'd be, he'd be like, Rigel Cantorus oh, oh. on the scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Alpha Centauri system, 4.7 billion, or uh, 4.7 light years away from Earth. Today on the BBC. Turns out um, this planet is a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> on the day that I'm recording this, my children are starting high school, but by the time they receive it, they'll be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like um what the fuck was i gonna say oh right uh this is uh real wikipedia science for the moment so rigel Cantorus is like our irl name for uh the primary star of the of the alpha centauri system the alpha in alpha centauri it is yeah um nasa figures that alpha centauri a is about 10 percent larger than our sun so it's a comparable size um, the second star in the binary is Alpha Centauri B, or Ptolemon. I don't know what the hell that means. With a, Definitely with, not a guy. On, with a P? Ptolemon, no. Not like Ptolemy. Uh, T-O-L-I. Ptolemon. Oh. Yeah. Or like the Tully monster, I guess, which is uh, a different thing. <laughs> 
Uh, and this one is about 90% the mass of our sun. So total the binary is two suns, but they are not divided up equally. I saw some YouTube videos, and if you want to pick up chicks, you don't want to be Alpha Centauri A. You actually want to be Alpha Centauri B because it taps into um, their lizard brains and <laughs> oh, stuff like that. God, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> what if I'm a Leo, uh, yeah. though? Does that uh, still apply to me? <laughs> if you're a Sigma male and a Leo, you should be okay. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a third star in the system. Uh, however, it is too small and weak. So this is the Sigma male star. Yeah. Uh, it's it's too small and weak to change it from a binary to a tri- trinary. Uh, this is the red dwarf star called Proxima Centauri, which was discovered in 1915. Uh, Proxima is actually the closest star to our sun. But Proximal too faint to be dust. visible with the naked eye. Yes, that's just be- because the two Chad stars uh, actually just appear as one Chad star in the night sky because they're so close to each other. How'd you know that? I have the Wikipedia page up in front of me. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, you sounded so smart. For I, a so I, I mean, I wish Peter asked more questions because I did know that it was like about four light years away, and like I knew a oh, couple okay. things about this. I knew Proxima Centauri, but you knew a lot about Cygnus as well, like like two weeks ago. I know some things about stars. It's one of one of the nice. things that interests me. Yeah. Well, do you want to? Do you have any more uh, uh, like popical stick facts that you want to shoot out here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the Snapple cap uh, trivia for the day, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the Wikipedia yeah, like, citation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Proxima Centauri <laughs> flew the Spirit of St. Louis from New York City to Paris in uh, 1915. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, I don't think that <laughs> happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so uh, Proxima, or um, Alpha Centauri A and Alpha Centauri B had a baby, Proxima Centauri, uh, but the, it was kidnapped, but it wasn't actually kidnapped. It was just too faint to see with the naked eye, so everybody thought it was kidnapped. <laughs> Wow. There we go. We've got the final fusion of that ridiculous joke. (laughs) Uh, Something that was pretty interesting that came up after the games came out was the discovery of two and possibly three planets within the Alpha Centauri star system. Oh, yeah. So when the first game came out, all we knew of was three stars. Uh, And then in, uh, let's see, I have it here, here. Yeah, Killzone Shadowfall, the final game, came out in 2013, and in 2016, Proxima Centauri B was discovered, uh, which is a like a small planet that orbits the Red Dwarf, uh, and then Proxima Centauri C was actually discovered last year in January 2020. Oh, cool. So three and seven years after, they were just like, yeah, whatever, there's two planets out there, they ended up finding two planets. <laughs> yeah. Which is just like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> I wish I'd bought a lottery ticket. Just today in the news, uh, the International Space Station got hit by some of our own space debris in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's and like the, that can- other the Canada, The Canada arm uh, actually got hit and it's still functional, but it's damaged. So it's one of those scary things. The more things we send up there, like the less chance we have yeah, to yeah. get out because we're going to trap just, ourselves with our own trash. Elon Musk just actively destroying the orbit around the planet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like all, it seems for, almost for memes. Yeah, it seems almost like malevolent, like vindictive of him with the rate at which he's just throwing junk into the atmosphere. But. Yeah, I think he wants to make his like real estate claim on Mars sound like seem even better. He's even playing better. the long con. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Proxima Centauri B is within the habitable Goldilocks zone around Proxima Centauri, uh, meaning it is theorized that it would be able to support bears. Um, <laughs> how, however, we don't currently know if it has an atmosphere uh, because it's like it is within the Goldilocks zone. But if it 
doesn't have like a strong enough magnetic field or a strong enough atmosphere, then even the red dwarf's radiation will just blast it all away. So yeah. it, despite the, you know, the actual location and the good schools, it may not be actually livable. Yeah, yeah. location and good schools, but if there's uranium in the drinking water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, as far as Killzone is concerned, the two planets that the game take place on, Helgen and Vecta, orbit uh, Centauri A and B, respectively. So in the series, there is no main planet around Proxima Centauri. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, it takes place on Helgen. Like, I guess you're there at the start of the game whenever, um, you know, the Elder Dragon comes back to herald the end times, essentially, and <laughs> save you from your own execution. <laughs> the yeah <laughs> it's skyrim it's helgen helgen's the town that you you're oh, in yeah, the, it's the start of skyrim <laughs> right yeah. yes uh so no sadly um <laughs> the so the first game takes place on vecta uh and then and so does shadowfall um whereas two and three take place on helgen but we'll get into why exactly okay. Uh, colonization of these two planets was undertaken by the ucn or the united colonial La united colonial nations um, like the League of Nations after World War One and the United Nations after World War Two, the United Colonial Nations was formed after World War Three. Three. I got Turok. Turok. Yeah. <laughs> World War Turok. World, yeah. World World War Three. This time, there's dinosaurs. <laughs> That'd be fucking wild. Uh, yeah. World War Dinosaurs versus drones. Uh, anyway, go, go ahead. Go ahead. The yeah. plant. The really Plants v Zombies sequel we all wanted. <laughs> DVD <laughs> Dinosaurs vs. Drones, versus drones. <laughs> uh, World War 3 takes place in 2060 um, It was waged over resources And lasted from 2055 to 2059 uh, Excuse me it, The uh, United Colonial Nations was formed After World War 3 in 2060 I misread that yeah. Because the war was from 55 to 59 um, I thought this was a really cool detail because just out of curiosity, I googled like what the projected uh, like run out of fossil fuel time is on our actual Earth, and it's 2060. So I think whoever was writing the unit or the lore here did the same Wikipedia thing that I did. Yeah. Like when <laughs> Google's when Alberta out of oil at like 2:30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's 2060. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this now on your rubber in your rubber condo on Pacific Garbage Island, I'm sorry because <laughs> yeah. it seems like we're we're on a pretty good uh, pretty good track yeah. for uh, Killzone to be to to be real. You should uh, from your garbage island, you should be pretty thankful that you thought to download these episodes ahead of time before the internet went down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of scary. I'm thinking about switching from my laptop being a gas powered gaming machine to an electric version at one of these days. But <laughs> yeah. the extra the extra torque you get with a gas gaming is just so much. Yeah, you, you gotta understand <laughs> electric laptop technology just isn't there yet. Maybe in five to ten years I'll consider investing, but the yeah. batteries yeah. just can't support it. You, yeah. you get you, you get your tax credit from the Quebec government too when you buy a when you buy an electric computer, yeah. right? <laughs> think about think about how few uh, laptop charging stations you see on your way to work. You know what I mean? There's, uh, you see a hundred gas stations, but are you just like a are bunch you? of businessmen huddled around a post in like a middle of a park? It's like going to the airport when there's like the one plug that everybody's yeah. just gravitated towards. <laughs> Are you trying to sleep in it? You trying to sleep in an airport and someone's revving their fucking yeah, laptop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
you're just like filling the cabin with smoke. It's right. like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're at cruising altitude. You can you you could pull the ripcord on your laptop. Yeah, now. It's, it's safe. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Um, during World War Three, uh, again, Einstein said it, so it's got to be true. The, there was the widespread use of nuclear weapons uh, that made Earth even worse, if you can imagine it. Uh, so in 2060, uh, our most powerful governments and corporations began to invest in spacefaring technology to save us from them, if you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah. We, right. know, we know we fucked up. We want to take you to a new place where we can fuck up anew. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. But like, your grandkids won't like will like be the ones like dealing with that. And we're like, yeah, yeah okay. Like, uh, uh, we can kick a can down the road. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 <laughs> your options are a horrible existence here on Earth or a horrible existence on a spaceship that you won't survive the trip of to a distant distant star system. Yeah, it's like, like well, uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> kids might make it. Yeah, exactly. One of them has a yeah. future for your children, who you will have to have on a dying spaceship at some point. Yeah, you can't get hard in space, but we're going to figure out how. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? That's apparently true. Damn, that takes that takes yeah. some stuff off my uh, my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the I'm so curious now. I want to look up space boners. <laughs> I, okay. You'll get different results with that search query. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right Turn safe search on, or maybe just search directly into Wikipedia. Like yeah. I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, in 2101, the UCN, which is the United Colonial Nations, mm -hmm. uh, launched a probe, uh, which 10 years later reached Alpha Centauri and discovered that there were two planets that would eventually be colonized. Uh, one planet was Earth-like, and the other was more like Mars. Uh, regardless, uh, since it's the closest solar system to our own that we know of, uh, this was going to be our hub uh, for further space exploration and further like expanding out into the galaxy to you know get away from the Earth that we fucked up so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, originally, the UCN was just going to take care of setting up all these colonies themselves, uh, but in an event that really reeks to high heaven of unfortunate accident, in quotes, uh, six of their colony ships were destroyed uh, in 2116 during what was called the Omen Incident, uh, which... That's probably a name they chose way later. Yeah, not a good. Yeah, not a good name to cho choose if it just happened, right? Like, yeah, it seems <laughs> a bit paranoid, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, spooked. The UCN opened up colonization to the highest bidder, uh, which might be the most evil thing ever written. Um, the most, and maybe the, the most prescient thing ever written too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omen backwards is Nemo. We should watch that movie backwards. Maybe there's another meaning. Oh my god, you've cracked the case. <laughs> it's it's about a father who imprisons his son in an aquarium and then yeah, feels but, guilty about it and gets him back at the end anyway. Puts him in an anemone. Yeah, 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 an yeah. anemone. <laughs> I guess, I guess, if you watch it backwards, the end of the movie will be, we'll all be saved oh. by a giant barracuda. Oh, the barracuda dun, 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 is the hero. Oh yeah, the mama don't die. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the estranged mother comes back from buying smokes. Yeah, 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 exactly. We'll do that after the episode. Instead of watching memes, we'll watch Finding Nemo backwards. And he gets to become an egg and jump back into his mom. <laughs> <Gross>. Great. <laughs> uh, the winner of the bidding war, uh, after watching Finding Nemo, I guess, uh, was the Hellgast Corporation, um, helped by a massive loan from the Interplanetary Banking Guild. 
Um, Helgast, Helgast, and Bernstein uh, was accused of bribe. That's not real. I was, I was about to ask. I was like, that doesn't sound real. That's not. No, <laughs> uh, they were accused of bribery by uh, by the other corporations. Uh, however, for legal reasons, we here at Lore Boys must stretch that even by the end of the most recent game, Shadowfall, these are still only allegations. So, no libel here for the Helgast Corporation. <laughs> That's quite some branding, calling your company Hellgast. <laughs> yeah, I think th- this might be from some of the novelizations. This feels like they were working backwards from a scary name that had already been in a video game. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, conveniently, the Hellgast company had a mostly complete colonization fleet just ready to roll. At You know, it's like, oh man, I can't believe you lost all those ships. We got replacements and all of this banking money. It's like, oh, well, we're the UN and like that's pretty much the only thing that we answer to <laughs> you've got it <laughs> um right yeah so their their fleet was also not targeted during the uh, destruction of the ucn ships so it was just it was a very focused attack on the on the colony ships. very there, convenient so. <laughs> very very unfortunate accident you've yeah. had yourself there the un <laughs> oh my uh, the, uh, H- hms hellgas come in come in we've just received reports that six other ships have gone down you got to be careful what a dire omen this is what 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 did you just say uh, <laughs> never mind we'll keep an eye out click <laughs> it's like that but it's it's kind of retro future he's got the little bronze trumpet thing that just like rotates so you can talk to the guy in the yeah, engine yeah. room <laughs> <laughs> it's it's analog it can't get knocked out by like solar flares yeah, exactly um, the Helgen fleet, or the Helgast still fleet, uh, at this point, was launched in 2118 and arrived in Alpha Centauri 10 years later in 2128. Uh, mismanagement led to the deaths of 2% of the colonists while in transit. Damn. Sounds about, that's, I mean, that's giving this project to corporations, right? It's like, it's always going to be the highest bidder. Like, it's yeah. always going to be, like, cut budgets as much as possible. Um, I was kind of shocked, like, 2% isn't that bad for, like, a 10-year space journey. Yeah, I mean, 2% isn't great when we're talking well, about no. lives, but, uh, yeah. yeah, for a for a, a long-time space journey, probably decent. Better than yeah. expected. It's like the, the life support went out on a few units, but it was a long weekend, bank holiday, so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah get exactly, around yeah. to it. They got the investment yeah. from the Interplanetary Banking Guild. You best believe that, like, people work from, like, you know, 1 in the afternoon to 321 for some fucking reason. Like, that's, the <laughs> only time, that's the only time they're ever functioning. Well, well all I... the suits are just... <laughs> All the suits in a room with a projector of a beach wearing, like, loud shirts, drinking cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) I, Mr. Joseph Helgast, think that if the ship workers simply hadn't unionized, we wouldn't have these problems. (laughs) True. True. We just couldn't reach a bargain, and, like, 2% of them died while striking. So, whatever. (laughs) It's out of our hands. The first planet they arrived at was the shitty one, so the Mars-like one, uh, which they named Helgen after the company. Uh, the real-world fact that Alpha Centauri A is slightly larger and hotter than the sun kind of supports a drier and less forgiving environment, so even though they didn't know this planet... Okay, so this planet doesn't actually orbit that star in real life, right? Sure. The larger, larger hotter star does, like, you know, support the existence of a more barren Earth-sized planet in that do, area. Do they, I guess, either in the in the fiction 
or in real life, and I don't know if you know this, because you said there are real life planets. Do you know if there's ever like day for everybody on the planet? Like, do they orbit between the stars at any point? Or is it like the two stars and they, they do a full circle outside both? In the fiction, I never saw. Uh, I never I never saw anything like that. The Goldilocks planet around Proxima Centauri, we don't even know if it's like, if it even spins. It may be tidally locked to the to Proxima, yeah. meaning it could just be day all, all the, the time. time on one side of the planet and frigid night all the time on the other side of the planet. So the like vertical equator would be kind of the habitable zone on the planet itself. Yeah. As far as I know, currently in real life, no planets actually orbit Alpha Centauri A at all. So Vecta is, you know, moved from one star to another. Um, in the game, it's never explained as a regular day-night cycle. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't just shift from, like, one after... It doesn't shift from, like, noon to noon in a 12-hour thing when you just, like, cross between two stars. And it's, you know, day all the time sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a season, right? Because the movement around the sun is... Uh, your season. Oh, right. The spin on the axis is the the days. So it'd just be like winter or summer is like day all day for both planets because you're just rotating from one star to another, and it would get kind of yeah. like dusky, and then you'd have a sun at either end of the the horizon, and then like one would set and one would go up, and then it, they would just like shift back and forth like that. Yeah. Be so that's not the, cool. That's not the fiction. Ooh. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so back to the back to the now named Helgen planet here. Um, despite the minor inconveniences of missing both light and oxygen, uh, Helgen was discovered to be rich in resources. Uh, one of which is going to be uh, our series Magic Rock. Take a drink, mm-hmm. and it's called Petrocyte. Cool. Um, Petrocyte. Yeah. Um, it's just petrol with a scarier name. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <what> yeah. <laughs> the company deploys the bugs away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no, there's mosquitoes tonight. Oh, light some, light some, like a petrocyte spiral in the middle of the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn straight through it. <laughs> um, the Hellgas Corporation deployed pre-built space stations to study the planet and manage the automated mining facilities that they'd put down on the surface. So for the moment the company wasn't like, okay, well, we're not going to put the 98% of our remaining civilians, or the re- of our remaining colonists, on this very clearly hostile planet. We, It's sci-fi, we've got robots, don't worry about it. But they have space stations in orbit around Helgen now to, uh, you know... Mine it. Yeah, keep, make sure things are going well. Exactly. The rest of the colonial fleet moved on to the second planet uh, that was discovered by the probe, uh, the more Earth-like one. Uh, this planet was named Vecta after the company's CEO, Philip Vecta. Got so this was, this was the good one. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's just gross that they're naming it after the company and the, like the, <laughs> the company leader. If we, we started a new planet somewhere and it was called like Amazonia or something yeah. stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. like, Welcome uh, to I Planet mean, Nike. Gross. where where we have no child labor laws (laughs) just live in it yeah yeah (laughs) good god uh i mean don't count your chickens before they hatch i mean that sounds like something that's absolutely gonna happen Hmm. yeah i mean it'll be called planet tesla right like yeah or at least i mean he'll probably tesla come up with something stupider yeah yeah (laughs) mars topia (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because he just called his like SUV the Cyber Truck. I think the first like city on Mars is going to have something 
exactly like it's just as stupid as Marstopia yeah, yeah. or like Mar or like Marsneyland or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his child is just a string of letters and numbers, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I yeah X, and then there's that A and the E like stuck together. There's a twelve. Whatever, just stick to Bitcoin, dude. Like whatever, just leave, leave, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stay out of space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, on Vecta, they set up twelve colonies. Um, between 2129 and 2130 so within two years of showing up they had 12 cities down on the down on the surface uh and the planet was ready to go out of the box uh it was very fertile very lush and by the end of these years the planet could just feed itself so vecta was good enough to just be completely self-sufficient um basically as soon as the colonies had been set up uh, in 2133, another group of colony ships passed through uh, en route to play Assassin's Creed in the Altair system. Of course. Um, and the UCN also part set of up... the Cygnus system, or a constellation. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. I didn't realize I'd be covering the, the, this, this constellation, like, all <laughs> month, really. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all summer. Um, the uh, UCN on their pass through here uh, in the 2130s also set up their military, uh, which is the Interplanetary Strategic Alliance, or the ISA. Uh, this is the faction you play as, at least in Killzone 2 and 3. The player character is an ISA colonel or lieutenant or something. I, I have it written down later. Cool. Um, the Helgen Corporation began to make huge amounts of profit by charging passing ships for the luxury of refueling so they could refine petrocyte and other minerals into jet fuel basically sure yeah yeah in the in the in the ucn's constant search for like more you know extra solar steel beams to to, to, to get rid of <laughs> so they, ha they haven't figured out doc brown's compost machine that he puts on the back of the delorean at the end of the first back to the future that lets him put a banana peel to power his time travel device not yet not yet yeah Gotcha. Not yet. You can't grow bananas on Helgen, so they're still resulting ah. to using minerals, right? That's why. That's this, why. Yeah. No atmosphere is no bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we know that uh, burning greenhouse gases produces extra atmosphere, so maybe they're just trying to, you know, get some atmosphere on it, protect yourself from the radiation. Oh yeah, that that could be it. I mean, and the the robot miners don't need don't need oxygen, so it's the perfect. It's perfectly safe. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're all using gas-powered laptops in their fucking space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like recirculating the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, realizing a sandblasted hellscape was no place for businessmen like us, most of Helgen's administrators moved their offices to Vecta, where it was a lot more comfortable and you could, you know, safely open the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2138, the Helgen Protectorate was established to make paperwork easier. Uh, it acted like a government within the ISA, so it was, which as I don't really understand the organization of. So you have the UCN and their military, which is the ISA, and then the Protectorate ask, acting within the ISA itself as well. Okay, yeah, layers, yeah. man, like a like a Shrek. It's got layers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it even set up its own militia, just like in Shrek, when that militia goes to Shrek Swamp. Yeah. To try and oust yeah. Shrek. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't think about that part, though, too much. The the militia within the ISA was, that existed within the ISA was a little bit just like, eh, we're not going to worry about that yet, right? Like, these businessmen setting up their army? Yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Look, guys, they brought us here. Free yeah, of charge. All just... we got to do is work with them forever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Heligan infrastructure was completed in 2149, uh, which allowed the Protectorate to reorganize and rebrand as the Civil Helgen Administration. Uh, and then in 2155, they got, like, so fucking jacked up on the free market that they managed to just straight up buy Alpha Centauri from the UCN. Damn, Whoa. So the Helgen Corporation now owns the solar system, which... Like, how do you... Like, how do you even pitch that? <laughs> yeah, I, like... This this makes no. Are they sending uh, petrocyte back to the soul system, or they must they must they be, right? must be yeah because yeah. that's the only <laughs> the way you can UCN's actually generate value as well. Yeah. yeah, I love the thought of like having to hire someone to evaluate the solar system. To yeah, get yeah, <laughs> you gotta get an appraiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going around and like knocking on rocks yeah, and like yeah. looking directly at the sun yeah. with a telescope. <laughs> telescope. <laughs> Directly into two stars, <laughs> just yeah. looking at both of them at the same time. Like, just pulls a telescope off his off his face, and he's just got one blood filled eye. Like, uh, I think yes. about one point five million credits will do. <laughs> got some nice yeah, waterfront here. The currency's never actually mentioned, so I don't know how much money or what the currency is called that they use. But they were just like, you know, we could probably function better like unregulated so we're just gonna buy a solar system yeah. from the un exactly <laughs> space bucks i mean they yeah. have they have an army at this point i'm sure like if they told the un the ucn like well we're just taking it then like the ucn could have sent an army but like yeah it must be hard to like just send ships into a solar system right and like hope they're defended because <laughs> they're kind of entrenched there and ready and waiting for you and they know they have like what 10 15 years to prepare how long did you say the trip took uh, it's ten years to yeah. get there, so they just have ten years to just sit and get ready for them to show up. Like it's like a legal battle; it's just a settlement. We don't want to pay our army yeah. fees on both sides. Exactly. Like, yeah. Take exactly. your fifteen million credits. It's what the yeah, UN no. was designed to do, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, settle the purchase of solar systems out of court. Like what? <laughs> I mean, accept sums of cash to prevent war. But... Oh right, yeah, that 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 too. Uh, Owning a solar system and charging people for gas made Helgen even more powerful. Uh, and in the late 2190s, they got kind of sick of the ISA still being around, uh, kind of like an armed receipt, because the, the ISA was still there after the purchase from the UCN, and they were the UCN's military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they just declared, declared war on the uh, ISA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this would be the first extrasolar war, and it begins in 2200 in earnest. Uh, early on, Helgen forces were victorious in all their battles and forced the ISA to resort to guerrilla tactics. However, um, the ISA managed to get uh, like get out a quick 911 call uh, in 2202, uh, and the much more advanced the much more advanced UCN uh, Space Navy arrived and won the day. Hand me that hand me that space trumpet. I gotta call the Space Navy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they sent one guy. Like the like the soldier from Marathon to run back to the soul system. <laughs> Paul Revere riding a horse with a space yeah. helmet on. <laughs> yeah, with the bright red goggles from Killzone. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> you guys had one episode that I wasn't there for. I clearly remember listening to in Poland, and you guys were launching horses into space. I don't that know what it was. But... A battle tech okay. episode. Because it was yeah, all about uh, Comstar setting up interstellar like phone lines, and that's how they made their bucks. Yeah, it was the the HPG network goes down, so we were just like, yeah, another just like back to guys on horseback, like yeah, yeah. the Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so after the uh, the UCN Navy won the day, uh, many of the Helgen administrators were just were arrested, which, yeah, good on them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ISA took over both planets and disarmed the Helgen Corporation. Yeah, um, I bet between... they feel pretty foolish for that purchase now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> between 2204 and 2210, uh, Helgen loyalists began to move and establish new colonies on Helgen itself. So these were like the hardcore libertarians within like the Helgen Corporation. They were just like, the atmosphere regulates the temperature. I don't want any of that fucking shit. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to my hellscape. Hell yeah. Uh, soon the largest city of Pyrrhus Deep was founded on Helgen in 2212. During the war, uh, most, if not all, the Helgen orbital platforms, those prefab space stations they had yep. set up, uh, were damaged or destroyed. So the Loyalists were very much starting from scratch. They really were doing like the Blackjack and Hookers thing where they moved to Helgen because it was named after their corporation that they were loyal to and just started over. And, you know, consequences be lack of atmosphere be damned, apparently. Imagine if if Adam and Eve chose to leave the Garden of Eden because their fucking corporation like was kicked out like because nike wasn't allowed to operate out of there anymore (laughs) (laughs) it was a snake's upset he can't wear shoes that's why he (laughs) kicked out of the garden of eden snake told him to go get a bite out of steve jobs or whatever Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's apple yeah Uh, that's good Uh, the environmental pressures of Helgen were so brutal that the people adapted within three generations. Uh, so by 2305, the people were considered to be like so evolved that they were a distinct species of human, calling themselves now the Helgast, which is the you know the end the from the game. And, yeah. 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 This now is, this is a- this is really reminiscent of Dune and and Dutch Peter. If you're listening, I I will eventually someday do an episode on Dune, but uh, <laughs> especially with the movie coming out at some point this year, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know when, but there is like a native human population on Arrakis who are just like so changed by living on the desert planet that uh, they have like blue eyes because the spice uh, of Arrakis, like this drug that everybody takes, and the reason why it's valuable, um, has just like changed all their eyes to blue, and they can just like live longer and, and are stronger and faster than your average human. So Yeah, the the Hellgasts are also like physically more strong. They're a very good comparison to like they kind of exist within they're not like so different that they're not still human like anymore. They still like exist within like the genus Homo. So you like we can breed with them like humans could breed with neanderthals despite being different species of the same genus yeah the same thing happens with the hellgast because there are some characters who are half breeds where one parent is a hellgast and one is a vectin human cool so they haven't they haven't changed so much that they're not you know you you wouldn't have like a liger or a or a mule like some sterile crossbreed or something like that okay. yeah right yeah um crossbreed <laughs> well, yeah, mules are sterile. You didn't know that. That's that's the yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a it's a it's an awful thing to hear. I feel like <laughs> out of context, it does sound awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and would you say it's your band, Sterile Crossbreed? Yeah, yeah, Sterile Crossbreed. <laughs> My high school deathcore band, Sterile Crossbreed. Hell yeah! It's like a, it's an edgy looking donkey on the on your album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, a mule. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know what a mule looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
all of this was happening in what was considered to be peacetime that would come to be known as the interwar period. Uh, the ISA was just like, well, all the, you know, all those crazy guys moved out onto their desert planet. So we'll just re reduce the size of our military. Uh, we'll send the Navy back to the solar system or send them out to other planets. We don't need them here anymore. We'll just use orbital defense stations, you know, which are notorious for being immobile and just chained to the earth. <laughs> so <laughs> not the most, uh, not, not, not like the, uh, easiest thing. Uh, to, you know, mobilize in a pinch if you're on the wrong side of the planet when something mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. um, they also replaced a lot of the military commanders within the ISA with just, like, government types. So it was very much like peacetime, everybody's calming down. All your generals turn to bureaucrats, all your spaceships turn to, like, anchored platforms. Nobody's really worrying about too much anymore. Um, in 2335, uh, Helgen slumped into an economic depression, which lasted until 2350, caused by the desire to shift business to Vecta. Um, what with, like, the Vectan businessmen now taking over from the army men. Yeah. Uh, and, like, obviously wanted to also shift business away from, like, the openly warmongering Hellgast race living yeah. on their scary <laughs> desert planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those guys. There's something that just makes me not trust them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be the fact that they started this entire colony thing with a terrorist attack yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Why did why did they why did they decide to make their official company uniforms have glowing red eyes? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's the most trustworthy color. Like <laughs> I looked up like the the soldiers and the commanders have four red eyes, so more eyes, higher position. Ah. It's instead of the shoulder stripes, they just add more goggles as you get promoted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the president of Helgen is just like all just all goggles everywhere. It's so. eight stars, stripes yeah. across the side. I, I award I award you this for heroic bravery in the defense of Vecna, and it's just like a general pinning an eyeball onto a guy's lapel. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it's like, it's like you've got like the scary glowing red eyes, but it's like Happy New Year 2335. Yeah, just yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, the art style for the Hellgast, uh, the Hellgast rather, are really is really really cool. They are a fusion of all of the kind of early 20th century fascist governments in Europe. So they're very they're very much a fusion between like Nazi technology and Italian technology, and even uh, like the Spanish government had like very good imagery in their propaganda as well, like those three governments that were all kind of running at the same time. And the Hellgast, like, I, I rewatched a Zero Punctuation review because eventually the Hellgast do sometimes kind of seem like they have legitimate grievances, but the art style gave them Nazi helmets, yeah, so yeah. they're just, like, <laughs> default to the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Not to mention the terrifying red eyes. Again, they were like, like, I agree that the ISA should have left. You know, it's not like you buy a house from somebody and they get to just keep hanging out there. Or like, hey, yeah. could you guys just watch my dog for the next two years? Like, yeah. he really <laughs> likes it here, you know? And it's expensive to ship him back. Uh, but at the same time, like, openly declaring war and then when you lose that war, being like, fine, we'll go to the hell planet! And, like, descending to the hell planet and breeding kind of like a new pseudo-generation of barbaric humans doesn't yeah. seem like a normal response, you know? Like, no, it's very extreme. <laughs> <laughs> breeding a new pseudo-race of barbaric humans, Jesus. Yeah. This episode requires a lot of context. <laughs> like, we're gonna, uh, one clip is going to end up on The Guardian, and that's that's how we finally get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I just yeah, want that, that Shapiro money. money. Yeah, yeah, that, baby. That right wing money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, like, during the end, so this economic depression and the rise of a charismatic leader is also very much taken just directly from our own history. Um, a uh, During the Depression, a charismatic young man named Scholar Vizari, and this is really fucking weird, his name, his first name is S-C-O-L-A-R. He wasn't born a scholar, his first name is just Scholar. And his parents clearly weren't scholars because they didn't spell it right. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> good schools were on the other planet. We discussed this. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's on Vectos where you could read. Yeah. That's what Skylar sounds like through a Hellgas face mask. Ah, that's oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Skylar, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sky- Skylar Vizari rose to power. Uh-huh. Um, so he's a charismatic young man, grew up during the Depression, eventually, obviously, became the leader of the entire planet of Hellgan. Um, he had been born in 2307, uh, so he was like a freshly minted Hellgast, because uh, the 2305 kind of area was um, kind of when the third generation of like evolved people were being born to survive there. So he, he can survive on the surface like no gas mask, nothing like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he DNA. sold himself. Um, he sold himself on the superiority of the Hellgast compared to the Vectans. Uh, he actually coined the term Hellgast to further distinguish the planet from Vecta. So up until this point, the people living on Helgen were just referring to themselves as like Vectan or something like that. But human like this maybe? entire time. Sorry? Human maybe? Like, is he saying that- like they're Hellgast, not humans? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, which is, you know, not untrue because of the rapid evolution caused by the shitty environment. Right? But again, if you're trying to build bridges, not a good move. <laughs> no, not a good move whatsoever. <laughs> I can't believe this desert planet dictator was making shitty choices. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> now, 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 we can all learn to cooperate and make the Alpha Centauri system the greatest there is. We're all humans here. No, we're not. We're Hellgast. Excuse me? We're Hellgast, I said. <laughs> yeah, peace talks break down immediately the yeah, second yeah. he enters the room. Just <laughs> yeah. everybody um, pulls out their gun as soon as he says Hellgast. Like. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the scariest fucking name. Yeah, yeah. What's a, okay, so I'm familiar with Hell, but what's a ghast? It's uh, from one of H.P. Lovecraft's stories. It's like these horrible monsters from it. Okay, uh, I was it? just being sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's. Ori- I'm pretty sure that's what it's originally from. I, it's also I a D&D it's more monster. Like, when I Google it, it's a Minecraft monster yeah. from the Nether. So that must be very weird. scary. The, the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, first published in 1943. There you go. Featured ghasts. Um, so Vizari had rallied people around him after naming them all Hellgast. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like, you're even... right. We are Hellgast. Yeah, <laughs> this guy gets it. Like <laughs> now, this guy yeah, understands like branding. Yeah, like once he's like started, like started early, he's like handing out pins that he made in his basement yeah, or something. Yeah. Like what the what the fuck? <laughs> um, he the, so to, to further kind of get the people to rally around him, he staged an attempt on his own life uh, in 2347 like anybody trying to get support right just blamed the ethereal concept of the elites for yeah. his attempted oh murder. yeah this this is classic dictator move here oh like, yeah. This, yeah yeah this, yeah i mean this is this is uh you know some more recent democratic politicians coming to power and just being like yeah yeah no it wasn't me that did that it was the elites and just like everybody on the planet being like yeah you're right it was them yeah we're hell gas (laughs) (laughs) so the court of public opinion was completely on his side uh obviously after like faking his own assassination attempt 
Uh, and due to these pressures, the Helgen administration decided to just break up and give all their powers to Vizari, giving him the title of Autark. And an autocracy is not, like, a corrupted form of government. His rank literally means, like, despotic ruler. Yeah, that, yeah. that is just That's the it. brand he went for. There, there can be no corruption or accusations of corruption because he just has absolute power. Like, exactly. Anything he yeah. says goes, baby. <laughs> no yes. need to be corrupt. <laughs> Autark Scholar Vizari, which is too too many titles. It's a very kind of it sounds like a very Mister Doctor the sort of thing. Yeah, going yeah. On. <laughs> sure, he rules with an iron fist, but at least he's honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Don't play me. I voted for Kang. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while the Halogas were genetically distinct from humans, uh, he wanted to go even further, uh, and in twenty three forty nine, he banned written English and replaced it with a new Helgen alphabet. Okay. Which still has some punctuation, numbers, and 26 characters. Um, and during the transitional time, English was only allowed on signage at 50% the size or smaller. <laughs> I mean, that's a Quebec joke for the listeners. That is not true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing uh, we have in our province. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to talk about some wild government, Jesus. Um, his government even tried to create a new language to do away with English entirely. So... Um, like earth is very much in canon here in english was still the language of business up until this point like sure, yeah. which i think is an interesting detail for this sci-fi they you know I, I don't know it seems it's very realistic i would say yeah i could easily see it going chinese or spanish right like with the un like our un right now i mean i think china's china's gonna overtake the un at some point in the next 15 years so <laughs> oh, jesus <laughs> They're uh, very economic. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, industrious. very industrious. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they tried to create a new new language here. Um, but when your entire population only speaks English, and you're just like me, Autark, you, you there, uh, Minister of Language, which yeah, is yeah. probably a rank that he just made up and gave to one of his friends. Yeah, yeah. Although we do have a minister of language in Quebec, which is mm -hmm. fucked up. Um, it's just like, you, make a new language that's not English. Uh, turns out this is, like, too hard, and they gave up. <laughs> like, in yeah. canon, they just, they could not get away from English. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's like an ego project so hard and so fucking stupid. I am surprised that, like, a real historical dictator or even an existing one has not tried to do this already. Like, Pol Pot reset the calendars and shit in Cambodia, and which is wild, and, like, some other crazy shit has gone down throughout history, but, like, no one has just tried to make a new language. Yeah, I mean, it's, Have so, they? it's so fundamental to, like, life, existing as a human. Like, we're, we're completely social creatures, right? That's the only way that we've yeah. achieved anything is through social contracts. And, like, if you tell people, like, no, you have to completely forget that and try and learn a new one like it, it could never happen i don't think like, like every single person on the planet is being like is like issued by the government one of those like tourist like phrase books yeah yeah in a, in a language that no one has ever heard yeah everyone gets a three-week subscription to hellgas duolingo like that's <laughs> the little owl with the red eyes <laughs> you haven't done your helgen today <laughs> oh my god i better do that oh i gotta write that down i'm sorry uh no no i no. i have i was going to i was going to it's just like i was i was doing it but i didn't want to be using my mic so i turned the mic off and then i didn't have the audio oh. playing so i was just doing the yeah. written one for now like <laughs> oh, that's so good yeah 
<laughs> that scary fucking owl <laughs> just with, like the helmet the goggles and like the breathing pipe coming yeah. out of him and a carbine oh yeah and of course the the the, the helgen the helgen assault rifle that's like that's the the, the iconic weapon from the games mm-hmm. <laughs> so they gave up on that duolingo was like pre-installed in all the helgen cell phones but i didn't really work out yeah. that way um kill zone on the first PlayStation, uh, uh, Killzone the first, excuse me, on PlayStation the second is now set in twenty three fifty seven during the Hellgas invasion of, of Vecta. Yeah, exactly. So, didn't get his language, got his alphabet, and now time to get rid of the rest of those Vectans because we're better than we are. Um, so the first game takes place during the second extrasolar war. Um, this fails. Uh, you, the protagonist, I think it's multiple protagonists in Killzone 1, uh, managed to drive the Hellgast off of Vecta, and then Killzone 2 uh, takes place during uh, Captain Jason Narville's uh, Vectan counterattack on Helgen in Operation Archangel. So Killzone 2 starts with the Vectan ships, you know, basically just like crossing the street to the other star and counterattacking uh, Helgen itself. Okay. Um, the player character in this game is Sergeant Thomas Sevchenko, or Sev, and he leads Alcus Alpha Squadron during the invasion of Pyrrhus, uh, which is now the capital city of Helgen. Um, I looked it up so you guys could find this out if you didn't know. Uh, Pyrrhus was a Greek king uh, who was made famous by his costly victories over the Romans, uh, where he would just stampede his own men into a meat grinder, but still managed to win. So this was known as a Pyrrhic victory. Okay. Is yeah, the, I've, heard, I've heard that term. Yeah, the wanton sacrifice of your own forces and coming out on top is, it, you know, like Stalin would do that as well. So yeah. again, um, the the uh, the Hellgast are very much drawn from like the evil men of history that we're all familiar with. Yeah, I mean, you you said they were very Italian, uh, Nazi, and you know, Spanish communist um, or or Spanish Republican, Spanish fascist. Yeah. yeah, but um, I I always thought that the motifs in the game were so red army so uh so soviet in so many ways i thought that the the pyrrhus was the technique of flattening spicy chicken and cooking it <laughs> what <laughs> a pyrrhus pyrrhus oh very <laughs> very chicken yeah okay <laughs> yeah it's, it's the, the flattening of chicken at any cost basically yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i don't care how many men i have to send onto that chicken yeah, <laughs> I want that chicken so flat I could eat off of it. <laughs> uh, renters uh, in Paris would find out soon why the cost of living was so low in their scary name for a city. Uh, if you thought faking an assassination was some bitch shit, then get ready. I didn't. Um, oh, no? No. <laughs> well, Scholar Vizari, Dr. Scar, Dr. Mr. Scholar Vizari did. Um, Vizari, with the help of uh, Colonel Mail, Mael, M A E L. Mail, yeah. Yeah, Colonel Mail Man. Um, yeah. Cur- Colonel Mail Radic, uh, a weapon at, and weapon tycoon Johan Stahl, detonated a stolen Vectin red dust atomic warhead inside the city. Um, this is him taking his I'm actually the victim to its logical conclusion of he tried to he faked his own assassination and now he has nuked his own city to blame it on the Vectans and again just like he's just like the uber populist just like trying so desperately to get everyone on his side yeah yeah Um, even though the idea was that the ISA would arrest Vizari because they're still 
kind of bureaucrats at heart. Um, Ricardo Velasquez, who is your like AI companion throughout the game, simply couldn't like hold it in anymore, and he just ended up shooting Vizari in the chest uh, in his like throne room looking place. Because you do end up getting to like the Capitol building sure. of um, of Paris, and then uh, Rico kills um, kills Vizari in the throne room. Um, ISA and Hel Hellgast and civilian casualties were all part of this, were all part of the Red Dust detonation plan, uh, but the irradiation of the petrocyte was not. So they contaminated their fossil fuel to make it even more volatile. Uh, okay. The mineral transformed into something much more kind of fantastical after getting like a healthy dose of radiation, and Killzone 3 picks up, well, like the first mission, the prologue mission, is like five seconds after the end of Killzone 2. It picks oh, wow. up in the, in the same room. Uh, Killzone 2 and 3 are, are essentially like one long game. One long game, man. Basically, cool. just like they were made several years apart because one was a launch game for the PS3 and one came out like later on in, the, in that generation. Yeah, in the cycle. Yeah. Uh, after the prologue, there is a six-month time skip where everybody gets a better beard uh, and you think Rico dies. Spoiler, he doesn't. Um, and then during this skip, Admiral Orlock, who's another... Uh, Hellgast politician ascends to the rank of Autark, uh, and Jorhan Stahl begins to use the irradiated petrocyte to create more powerful arc weapons. These are kind of like the fancy ones that you can loot off the battlefield that turn people to ash and, and like power jetpacks and shit. Okay. It's all very cool. The weapons in this game, I do recommend playing them. If you have like a PS3 or maybe there's remasters on PS4, I don't know. Like they, they are like quite good. I, 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 I like, I really did enjoy them when I played them years and years ago. Yeah, the one I played, I don't remember anything from the story, but I do remember it being, like, fine cover-shooting combat. Yeah, it's... Uh, the, the FOV is really tight, and you take cover in first-person, which is yeah. pretty interesting. So, like, when you peek out, uh, it, it adds, like, an extra layer of tension to it, which I thought was, you know, yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. Get the lower boy stamp of approval. B-plus, baby. <laughs> That's the highest takes. grade we're legally allowed to give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Stahl and Orlock have, like, the classic kind of power struggle sexual tension that like you know competing villains in a video game would have okay yeah. uh it's a very common trope when like writing bureaucrats uh into fiction where there's like the two most charismatic ones that they hired the expensive voice actors for just just can't just they just can't get along god damn it <laughs> um stall manages to capture captain narville and plans to execute him on live tv uh however sevchenko and rico manage to foil his plan while disguised as hellgast soldiers uh as we've mentioned multiple times the hellgast uniform is like completely covering you got the spooky goggles and a gas mask and a helmet you could be literally anyone yeah <laughs> in that outfit so the disguise to sneak into the tv station wasn't exactly just uniform. It, it wasn't big brain thinking yeah, yeah it was just like oh well it, I mean, it, it's a uniform with some suspicious uh bullet holes and blood stains but a uniform yeah <laughs> yeah it's like these guys can't recognize each other we can just walk in like yeah, who yeah. cares <laughs> they all look exactly the same yeah yeah <laughs> Um, Stahl tries to escape, so, like, this is a mission in the game where you save Narville, and then Stahl tries to escape on a warship, which, again, I don't know how to pronounce this, it's K-H-A-G-E, and it's named after his father who founded Stahl Arms. I don't know if this is pronounced Cage or Kage, I was, like, reading it to myself as Kage, which, K-H-A-G-E. Yeah, I don't, but I, it was a crapshoot. Yeah, it was an Kage. experimental warship designed specifically to attack earth so stall had some ambitions 
he wanted to oh, you know take the t- the 10-year journey to yeah. allow earth to prepare so that he could just attack them and be annihilated in the <laughs> in orbit or presumably the, the, this 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 starship is the the most advanced technology that that mankind has ever seen it took 10 years of development to develop something so advanced there's no yeah. way they'll be ready for us when we get there <laughs> 10 years out of date the moment he arrives yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, a planet can only, uh, excuse me, um, right, uh, so it, he was, he had been using the six months to create something called the Petrocyte Cannon, so basically just using, like, irradiated lasers, like, <laughs> irradiated fuel to create a laser, basically, um, as its main armament, um, and <laughs> then... funny idea for, like, if you use our fossil fuels in a cannon, like, is that just a flamethrower? Just like frozen pucks of oil that you just shoot at people. <laughs> yeah. Kunk. It's yeah, a, it's, a, right. it's a t-shirt cannon with like pucks of oil. Like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, speaking of which, uh slight tangent. I saw this fucking video where I think it's in Russia. There was like these dudes to roll up at a corner store, uh corner store gas station in like this like gnarly ass old van while some guy's filling up his uh car and he sees these dudes jump out of their van to like break into the corner store and rob it and homeboy just takes the fucking uh gas pistol out of his car and sprays the entire van with all four guys inside of it with gasoline <laughs> and they just immediately freak the fuck out and drive away They're like, like can you can imagine <laughs> no thank you yeah every so everything everything you do is significantly higher risk if you're doused in gasoline you know what i mean <laughs> if you're already going yeah. into a high risk situation and you're suddenly dousing gasoline that's like that that cranks it up a notch you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it really does like i i would feel nervous stepping into the shower to wash the gasoline off myself let alone <laughs> robbing a, a convenience store <laughs> yeah yeah, like we use dish soap to get that gasoline. Yeah, get that gasoline taste out of your mouth. Like, yeah. what? What, do you, what can you do? I use, uh, yeah, definitely dish soap. I saw them use it on the little ducks on in that ducks, commercial. Yeah, yeah. right. Ducks, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I that marketing campaign would be so much cuter if it was just a gasoline-soaked Russian robber. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, gasoline-soaked baby Peter, <laughs> naked, <laughs> naked in the palm of somebody's hand as they scrubbed him yeah. with a toothbrush. <laughs> 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 like a baby turtle. <laughs> now, can you draw yourself naked in the palm of someone? <laughs> <laughs> Getting scrubbed with a toothbrush. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great out of context. It's like, yeah, whatever. This show's about kill zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the idea of somebody at home trying to convince their friends to listen to our podcast and bringing them over to the website and just seeing that picture as, at like the top <laughs> above the fold oh, as, as it is. <laughs> Good God! Um, so back to the back to the actual gasoline cannon that is in the fiction here. Mm-hmm. Um, the petrocyte cannon. Um, Sevchenko managed to disable the ship at, long enough for it to like kind of dangerously drift low into Helgen's atmosphere. You know, kind of like Elon Musk's car or that Chinese rocket that yeah. recently was causing people some anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> the, the Chinese rocket there, where space organizations were just like statistically, it'd be like winning the lottery if it landed on you. Like okay, that's, that's that, not comforting. That's all the research you got. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I buy lottery yeah, tickets. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, so he manages to disable the ship and then uses just you know it's it's done nothing but solve problems up until now. Gonna fucking nuke it. We're gonna nuke the Kage boys. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, this uh, reacts poorly uh, with its unstable petrocyte cannon, uh, which then, when the ship actually crashes into the surface, reacts even worse with the irradiated petrocyte on the surface of the planet, basically igniting the entire atmosphere uh, and surface of Helgen in an instant and burning billions and billions of Helgas civilians to death in an instant. Uh, this is called the Terracide, and this is just how Killzone 3 ends. It's just like a planet-wide uh, devastation. Yeah, it's this was not Sev's intention. He just wanted to disable the ship to stop stall and save Earth. Um, oops. That's, well, the good, uh, the good news is I'm sure they won't harbor a grudge. Um, well, there's one more <laughs> game in the series, which we're going to summarize briefly here before we sign off. Uh, this one seems to be mostly about grudges, from what I can tell. Um, like I said, this wasn't really what the ISA wanted. Uh, they wanted the Hellgas dead, but not like this, I guess. So, uh, the survivors from Helgen, because it didn't actually kill everyone on the planet, thankfully, uh, they were brought to Vecta as refugees, because the ISA is still operating, like, really trying really hard to still operate kind of like a government and not just like a military force that was left behind. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, they built a gigantic militarized wall, around the entire planet kind of like i love lucy it was like the big fucking chalk line and on one <laughs> side of the planet they gave it to the hell gas refugees and on the other side oh. they kept it vector Oof. i mean there's some yeah. r some real real life parallels uh <laughs> that prove why this doesn't work <laughs> yeah, not just um, i love lucy but <laughs> yeah um this didn't work uh, as you can imagine, the game is not about a post-racism world in outer space. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's, post, it's, you know the the key to solving racism is segregation, right? Like, yeah. just, <laughs> like just just keep them out, and then we'll yeah, have no exactly. problems. Like, yeah. If we in, if we never interact with these people that whose planet we burn to dust, <laughs> we'll just never we'll, we'll just never be able to fight each other ever again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, like humans, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, political tensions uh, between the two sides of this gigantic wall uh, continued to just kind of lazily escalate during a Cold War period. Uh, the Vectans created the Shadow Marshals, uh, which is, you know, like the the safest thing to call your police, I think. <laughs> I think it's very, very good yeah, branding. Yeah. Um, and the Hellgas had a terror had set up terrorist organizations like the Black Hand. Again, very safe <laughs> branding. I like yeah. that a lot. And here and here's our um, child protective services branch, the Nazgul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right, or, yeah. Yeah. Can I can I trust them? It's yeah, like yeah. yeah, so we're gonna be back in two hours. You can take a popsicle, okay, and just like dips it into the hood, and then this is the stick that comes out. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got the special victims unit, of course, the Hell's Angels. Everybody loves them. Like, okay, great. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have like the, the ride to conquer cancer on their bikes. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. they all, they all have like event. pink tassels from their handlebars. So, yeah, for, like, during during breast hogs. cancer awareness month, all, all goes toward funding Susan G. Komen. <laughs> Uh, so the the two groups would you know cross the wall obviously in unofficial stances and just like commit acts of skullduggery. So they had both governments immediately set up shadow organizations to 
spy on and sabotage the other side of the wall. Uh, I don't understand. They set up the wall for peace. Yeah, yeah I understand. It. I don't know how this happened. Nothing brings people together like division. Okay, it's yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> uh, the player character in Killzone Shadow Shadowfall is Lucas Kellen, and he's a member of the Shadow Marshals. So you do play one of these kind of cop dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Hand would eventually bomb the headquarters of the uh, VSA, or the Vectin Security Agency, uh, in Vecta City. On June 29th, uh, 2390, which uh, pre-ruins my 399th birthday, which would have been the following day. <laughs> Damn. Wow. And now there's a fucking lockdown. I can't go out. Yeah, it's bullshit, dude. Yeah, 400 years from now. <laughs> All the Hellgasts um, just don't want to have to wear masks. You know, <laughs> but they have to at all times be wearing their masks with their spooky red eyes. <laughs> Would have been a way better sell than past year if we all had scary goggles. Too. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I think it would go a lot better if when you took your mask off at a grocery store, you just shriveled up and died immediately. Like, people would start wearing those masks. No, yeah. there would still be people that swore that it it did nothing. Or whatever. There'd still be people yeah. cutting holes in their masks to drink their straws through and yeah. <laughs> like poking a straw just through the hell gas mask just yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> oh god um this this event here this terrorist attack in, in vecta city kicks off uh kill zone shadowfall uh which follows kellen and a half-breed girl nicknamed echo Okay. Uh, as they try and kind of go back and forth and defuse this whole vectin missile crisis thing from behind the scenes um, is she because, sterile too? I was just gonna say, Peter established earlier that she wouldn't be sterile, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now she may be because it just can't happen to people naturally, uh, just coincidentally. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally, Echo is also <laughs> barren, but it has nothing to do with being a crossbreed. Yeah. It's certainly a plot point. They do they do mention it very briefly. It's kind of a weird moment between uh, Kellen and Echo, but they don't really bring it up again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like an optional level dialogue three. option. <laughs> yeah, level three. I'm Baron. Yeah. Fighting like yeah. no, mission okay. start. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Kellen, Echo, and Mario uh, off to save the Mushroom Kingdom. What? <laughs> <laughs> Will they take Luigi? Is Kellen not Mario in this? He's like playing second fiddle in his own fucking game. Oh, Luigi's no, he's a trying to catch. A- Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. trying to catch the gas with his vacuum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luigi's mansion is on the other side of the wall, so he yeah. has to like break back, break back into it. Exactly. Uh, the Cold War part here is because the Vectans had been, you know, just in case, developing a bioweapon that only kills the Hellgas. Because the last time they mass murdered them, it was just like, hey, whoa, yeah, yeah. that was an accident. So that we let you guys move in. Uh, if we do it again, it's going to be on purpose, and that's guilt free, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we uh, we 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 messed up, okay? With the uh, the cage, the the spaceship there. Am I, am I saying that right? Sorry, cage, Kage. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. We messed up, okay? We didn't mean to blow it up. We didn't mean to kill almost you know everybody on your planet. We lamented the fact that two percent of spaceship survivors died when we first came over here here to Alpha Centauri. Uh, we understand that we killed about ninety eight percent of you guys. But we gave you your own sweet room in our apartment as long as you don't come over to any of our previously developed places. You know what I mean? Like, you got some sweet jungle to work with. So (laughs) I don't know why you guys are so mad, but if you keep acting up, we will kill the last 2%. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we did it by accident. 
Don't make me do it again. Yeah. Like the official the official stance of the ISA is just like, uh, like the, the the motto is just like live free or die or whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. like ISA, don't make us do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so as it happens that Jorhan Stahl had actually managed to escape the, his Kage cage uh before it caused the terracide and had still been working behind the scenes to destabilize Vecta because he still wanted to attack Earth. Um, obviously, by the end of Shadowfall, uh, you foil his plans this and guy's save got some, the world. This guy's got some fucking ninety degree motivations here. <laughs> he is really yeah. like not focusing on the task at hand. <laughs> no, not at all. But he was the one. He was also helping manipulate like the societies to like continue the Cold War uh, yeah. throughout Shadowfall. Um, and that's Killzone, baby. Um, yeah, that's all them games. I think they're definitely worth playing, despite the fact we did have like a summary in there with the lore. There wasn't tons. Because, like, PS2 games, these poor bastards. Killzone came out, like, within the same week of both Halo 2 and Half-Life 2, and was a PS2 exclusive. It didn't stand a fucking chance. (laughs) So, yeah, it it didn't kind of blow up the same way. And obviously, Guerrilla now seems to have moved on to Horizon Zero Dawn, which, personally, I like more. But I wouldn't mind seeing another Killzone again one day. They lost the two H games, so they made their own H game. Halo (laughs) and Half-Life. Horizon. That's yeah. ours. <laughs> Green Hill Zone. <laughs> uh, so Horizon. Quit. Horizon. We should do sometime. That would be a, a absolutely. Fun one. Hey, got another one coming out. We can get that SEO, baby. Yeah. Aloy's gonna boost this. Take us to the moon. Yeah. Um, I've well, been your host. We'll call ourselves the Horror Boys, so we can be an H game too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, yeah. <laughs> I've been your host, Peter O'Donohue. You can find me at Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram uh, or in the teams and project section of squaredidea.com, baby. That's my publisher. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, thank you to everybody who just recommends like great topics in the Discord. Go to theloreboys.com slash about. Hop in the server. Some people just jump in to leave a suggestion and then just vanish into the night, which is perfectly acceptable I don't, like i think that i like, i don't think i've ever interacted with ridokun ever uh but it was their idea to do Killzone, and i think that was that and was great, so. what an idea yeah what about you fellas you got anything you want to plug jamie the rest of the show hmm? uh not much to plug i'm uh going on a little vacation soon so you the next time you hear me i will be pre-recorded but actually every time you hear me i am pre-recorded yeah <laughs> so. technically true except for the mailbags which we'll do another one eventually. Another stream well, night with the folks. Right. My my sobriety May challenge is done, so uh, we can do it at some point in June. Uh, Peter, it's seven nineteen on May thirty first. You you I did have a beer this afternoon, and yeah. we got wasted on Saturday. I don't know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. I was sober for like I wasted on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I was sober for like twenty six days. It's yeah. pretty fucking good. I I'm back into my jeans. I'm wearing a belt again for the first time in a while. It was totally worth it. It was a challenge. I didn't say it was a challenge. I succeeded. Yeah, uh, I, did, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Thanks. We did get shithouse, though. <laughs> Thanks uh, so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much, uh, like Peter said, for hopping in the Discord and interacting with us. It means the world. Uh, if you guys want to support the show, the number one thing you can do is tell your friends. Uh, the number two thing you can do is leave a review. And the number three thing you can do is join the Discord, probably, uh, and just keep uh, the community alive there. And the number four thing you, you can do, of course, is to support us financially uh, and, and make all this uh, make economic sense for us and help us with you know upgrading sound stuff and, and being able to do this uh, a little bit more. 
Uh, and if you want to do so, we, you can go to patreon.com slash the lore boys. We have a couple tiers there. Uh, one of them is as low as $3 a month, uh, which we uh, respect, love, and appreciate everybody who joins, no matter the bracket that you join at. Uh, and you all get to make suggestions for topics. You don't have to be a patron, um, but we might we might lean a little heavier in their direction. The truth is, uh, I always just lean in whichever <laughs> suggestion interests me the most, but... Uh, <laughs> So uh, anybody who's had a suggestion of mine recently, congrats. Huh? Um, yeah, and if you guys don't trust Patreon, we do, of course, also have Lore Boys Prime. We've had it for much longer than Patreon, and we've always liked our Lore Boys Prime members more than the patrons anyway. I think uh, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, every week we offer you guys something, I like to think, pretty unique. Uh, and, you know... We don't ask for too much in return. We know that the gas craze in the States of people filling up their, the trunks of their cars with uh, gasoline at the at the pumps has, has kind of very come, safe has kind of come to a close. <laughs> but we are asking you guys to uh, get us as much gas as you can, because as Peter said, uh, either during our sound check or at the top of the episode, gas prices have been going up here in, in Quebec. And uh Jamie's uh, computer laptop is not going to run itself. You know what I mean? Dude, uh, I'm <laughs> off for two weeks. about to play WoW the Burning Crusade, and I'm yeah. not sure how I'm going to get through the first couple days with yeah. these prices. Jamie, no. Jamie has been hosing himself down with gas, uh, and, and he just plans to wring out his clothes uh, anytime his computer starts to get a little low. Uh, like, but you, like the funnel rattling around on top. <laughs> <laughs> on top of his computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like ring, wringing out his... like gas-soaked uh, underwear on top of his laptop. <laughs> just <laughs> letting it all just soak in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've siphoned out... Uh, I only got, like, half a liter, but I got it out of the lawnmower out back. That'll keep me going for a couple hours. Uh, but uh, anyway, we, we can yeah, yeah, we do offer you guys something in return, so everybody who sends in some gas in whatever receptacle you deem uh, safest and most convenient for you. Uh, we've been working on a little something ourselves. Uh, we've been doing a uh, reenactment. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a reenactment. Kind of a, a retelling of uh, Shakespeare's King Lear, uh, which we're calling Dinosaurs versus Drones. Uh, and it features a lot more drones and dinosaurs than the original King Lear, his daughters. Uh, his favorite daughter, of course, a, a dinosaur. The other two daughters are, of course, drones. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> make sure to send us gas and you'll get uh, exclusive rights to come view us live uh, twitch.tv slash the lore boys whenever whenever that production yeah. hits the stage dvd <laughs> in theater soon yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and shakespeare's that, dvd yeah shakespeare's <laughs> dvd and that would constitute a lore boys more boys out Boys, lore, it's mine. Lore boys, lore boys J here. Jamie, say lore boys. Lore boys here, the number one Among Us podcast. Mongy podcast. Boys. Yeah, <laughs> is this Among Us? <laughs> I missed that. That's pretty name. sus, Peter. Yeah, I missed that name completely because <laughs> I'm an internet boomer who's never been on Reddit. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.